Brothers and sisters, tonight we officially celebrate the crucifixion and the suffering and the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. The cross, the crucifixion, the crucifix. And my dear, we do it officially tonight. I know we have a habit of doing this throughout the week or maybe every day or every month, but meditating on the suffering and death of our Lord Jesus. But tonight, we do it officially. Two billion plus people on this planet Earth stopping, two billion plus Catholics stopping tonight to meditate on the suffering and death of our Lord. There's power tonight. There's power in this, spiritual power. And the cross of our Lord or the crucifixion is central. It's central to church architecture. When you come into a church, your eye is going to be drawn to the image of our Lord on the cross. It's central to our liturgy. By canon law, there's got to be a crucifix on every altar, right near every altar in the whole church. And it's central to the sacred mass itself. It's central to what's going on in the, in the holy liturgy of the mass. Central. And it's central to our Catholic theology as well. The more you study and the more you learn about our Catholic theology, the more you'll be drawn into the mystery of the suffering and death of Jesus Christ. And I don't know how many saints, probably all the Catholic saints, have taught us century after century <laughs> the importance of meditating on the passion of our Lord Jesus and coming to know Jesus through his holy and sacred passion. As a matter of fact, brothers and sisters, it's the central to all of time. We measure time and we mark time by what we are celebrating here today. There was a time before Jesus gave his life for us on the cross, and then after he did that, after this night, there's a time after in which he, uh, he gave his life for us on the cross. It's so important. It's so central. We even mark all of human time by this event which we are celebrating and meditating and participating in tonight. And if you look at a crucifix... When you see the crucifix tonight, think of what's central to that. What's central to the crucifix? It's the heart of Jesus. In the very center of every crucifix is the heart of Jesus. And if you could see into the heart of Jesus, if you could look into the center of his heart, do you know what you would find? You and me. Because the central message of the crucifixion of our Lord of the suffering of our Lord is love. And in the center of Jesus' heart is you and me and all the people that have ever lived and the people that will live because it's love that explains the crucifixion. There is no other explanation. It was love that was the motive for Jesus to come down and suffer and die for us. It's love that sustained him through all of the pain and tragedy which he underwent and it was love that gave him the victory over death when he rose from the tomb. It is all about love. And dear friends, even if you look at the crucifix physically, if you look at it 
you can see there a yes. You can see just by the shape of his body a why, which is a yes. Jesus saying to everyone who has ever existed or will ever exist, yes, I love you. Yes, I died for you. Yes, I receive you. Yes, I forgive you. The answer is, God's answer is yes. And because of that, yes of Jesus Christ saying yes to taking on our sins and taking on the sickness and the sin and death of this world, taking it into himself by saying yes to the Father. Because of that yes, now we can all say yes. Yes, Jesus, I want to be part of the mission of the salvation of souls. Yes, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. Yes, Jesus, I want to lay down everything that I am at the foot of the cross so you can do with me whatever you want. And it's that yes of Jesus that gives us our own yes. And I can even I can speak for my brother priest here. You know, we're we see your yes. And we are so inspired by your yes to Jesus Christ, by the way that you are faithful to him, by the way that you are laying down your lives in order to serve our Lord. And it inspires us every day to be amongst you. And hopefully you see our yes, <laughs> and we it can inspire you as well, because it's God's idea that we come together in this great mystical body of Christ, this great union. We are all brought together in a mystical union with Jesus Christ, and all of our yeses come together, and that's what brings the whole God's whole plan of our salvation to completion, is his great mystical body united in the Holy Eucharist, doing the mission of God in this world. So friends, I, I, you know, I said a little bit about we are officially doing that tonight. So let's officially do a little bit of that, a little bit of meditating on the great passion of Jesus. I explained why we're here. Let's do a little bit of meditating on the great passion of our Lord. And there's three things I want to mention to you quickly tonight, three things that are obvious when you look at the crucifix, when you see our Lord there hanging on the cross. One is the seriousness of sin. Sin is serious. We got to stop sinning. We got to try to stop sinning. We don't want to sin. When you see the medicine, you see the, uh, what our Lord did to come down and cure sin, you can see that sin itself is very, very serious. It's not a light thing. It's something that God had to go through that crucifixion and that suffering in order to free us from our sin. So sin is serious. Number two, when you look at the cross, you can see, too, that we have to repent. It's one thing to say, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry for gambling. I'm sorry for pride. I'm sorry for envy. I'm sorry for wanting revenge. I'm sorry for gossip. But we also have to say, I repent of those things, Lord. It is the very first sermon of Jesus in the Gospels, right? Repent. So we have to say, I repent of gossip. I repent of gambling. I repent. Repent means I'm going to change my life. I'm going to change my way of thinking and change my actions in this world to match God's actions. So we also need to repent. And the crucifix, when we look at it, shows us that we need to repent. And the third thing that the crucifix teaches us very obviously is that 
we too have to suffer like Jesus. That one of the basics of the whole Christian life is that the life of Jesus is reproduced in us. That the life of Jesus is reproduced in each of his Christian people, and that includes we're going to have to suffer, and we're going to have to have trials, tribulations, and temptations. And this is the way that we get to heaven, when we are able to participate in the passion of Jesus with the sufferings of our own life, uniting those with Jesus on the cross, uniting those with Jesus on the, at the holy sacrifice of Mass for the salvation of the world. Jesus wants every part of us, our sufferings, our good times, our struggles, uh, everything about us, our neutral times, you know, brushing our teeth, getting dressed every day. He wants everything about us to be united to him on the cross for the salvation of the world. And this is our, this is our task. I'd like to close, friends, with just a poem. Hopefully it sums up some of this, what I've said tonight. And the poem is about telling Jesus, even if there wasn't a heaven, I'd still love you. Even if there wasn't a hell, I would still follow you. I would still love you. A sonnet to Christ crucified. I am not moved, my God, to give you love by thoughts of heaven that you've promised me, nor am I moved by thoughts of dreaded hell for that alone to cease offending thee. You are what moves me, Lord, I am moved to see you on a cross and mocked with every breath. I am moved to see your body wracked with wounds. I am moved by your affronts and by your death. I am moved in some by love for you, so great that I would love you were not a heaven there, and I would fear you if there were no hell. You need to give me no prize to love you thus. For even if what I hope, I hope not, as I now love you, I would love you still. <laughs>